Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Craig Moorhead. And I'm Sean Horowell. And this is the podcast where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks, which we usually do in our bi-weekly full episodes. Last week, we talked about the movie Heaven Help Us from 1985 with a very special guest, Joe Ganjimi, the showrunner of Red Oaks. So if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go check it out. It's a fun one. Craig, why don't you tell people what we do in these mini-episodes? Well, Sean, what we like to do is we like to talk about things people have heard of. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of a funny way to play around with the name of the show. But, uh, That's crazy. What we like to do is, yeah, we just like to talk about things that, uh, I don't know, you and I would talk about if we didn't have a show and we were just mm-hmm. talking to each other. Like, how was your Thanksgiving? Like that kind of stuff? Like that kind of stuff. How was okay. your Thanksgiving? Did you My get the rash looked at? Good. <laughs> no, Good. That, no, not the last, yeah, oh. last part of it. That's too bad. It's spreading. I feel like you should start us off with a project that you put on my radar. I'd be glad to. Okay, thank you. So something you guys need to know about, because uh, you can very well make this movie happen, is a little movie called Sadie, which was written and directed by my friend Megan Griffiths. She's made some really great stuff. Movies uh, like The Off Hours and Eden and uh, Lucky Them, which is really great. And just recently she made one called The Night Stalker. These are all fantastic titles. Which was about uh, Richard Ramirez uh, with Lou Diamond Phillips in the lead role. Wow. It's no, yeah, it's no, uh, no slouch in here. So, yeah, so what she says on the site is uh, the script was written in response to society's increasing desensitization to violence. Conflict on the international stage, as well as within our schools, nightclubs, and universities, has created an environment where children are growing up with the understanding that violence is acceptable and the most appropriate way to solve their own problems. She goes on. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. You should definitely check out the site, which is sadiefilm.com. You can make a uh, tax-deductible contribution or even sign up to contribute in kind, meaning if you have supplies, if you have uh, rentals you could donate, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff to make this film happen, you can. Also, a producer on the film, Lacey Levitt, is another friend of mine, and uh, they are known for their greatness in the world of film so please support this i want to see it and uh so do you that's great we will put a link to the site on our facebook page so definitely check in on that and then you can figure out uh where you need to go to make this movie happen that'd be great would craig let's uh let's talk about something really quiet like silence Shh. okay okay i think that was a good discussion moving on (laughs) Did you see the trailer for Silence? I did see the trailer. Yeah, this is the new Scorsese film. Uh, it's not coming mm-hmm. out, uh, at least wide release, until January of next year. But it did It did have a screening today, I think, at the Vatican, which is crazy. And he met Pope Francis. Wow. Uh, nuts. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's relevant because this is a movie about two Jesuits, priests looking to find another priest, I think, who had gone missing in Japan in the 17th century. I'm excited about this trailer, I, I think, mostly because... It's Scorsese not doing, uh, you know, what I think of when I think of, like, the last four or five movies he's made. Even Hugo being an exception to some of the other stuff. You know, this one doesn't have that kind of obvious commercial appeal. It feels like it's kind of like he's making an art house film, I think. And it's, it's, you know, apparently something that he's wanted to make for quite some time. And mm-hmm. yeah, it looks really interesting. It looks, I mean, the trailer, I think, has kind of overtones of like Terrence Malick stuff. And I, I mean, I certainly know he's a fan of Terrence sure. Malick. 
Uh, he named Thin Red Line one of the best movies of the 90s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Terrence Malick did? Scorsese, Just kidding, yeah. Sorry. That would be kind of weird for Terrence Malick to do that. Mm-hmm. He thinks very highly of himself. Yeah, no, but, but anyway. it just barely made the list. It just barely made it. So, <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, so yeah, this this stars uh, Andrew Gar- uh, Garfield, excuse me, Liam Neeson, and Adam Driver as the three big roles. And what did you think? If you remove Scorsese's name, would it have the same appeal to you? Well, yeah, that that really is the question. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it would have as much of a grab on me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I didn't get from the trailer exactly what it was about because right. I, I went and read it, read up on it, and 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 I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a little thick, and maybe it's very obvious that the whole thing is that Liam Neeson has really like, renounced his faith, and that they're going in to get him. Like I thought he was just a hostage. Yeah. So there's something about what you expect from certain artists, mm-hmm. and of course, I want, I certainly want people like Scorsese to come out of nowhere. To not give me what I expect, but at the same time, when I see that this is what silence is, there is a part of me that I can't help feeling like, oh, okay. Like there, there's like a weird little bit of disappointment. Like this isn't <laughs> right. this isn't really what I wanted you to to give me. You know what I mean? Kind of that selfish thing. You know, I, I think the only sort of thing that you could probably just based on the trailer look at from his filmography and, and draw a straight line connection would be Kundun, the movie about the yeah. uh, Dalai Lama, which I saw and remember really liking. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it again. I haven't seen so much as a clip of it again <laughs> since I think, yeah, yeah, 97, then it came out. You know, I remember that being a, a sort of big kind of meditative, slow, but beautiful looking movie. I remember a very striking image towards the end of it, but... um I, I do kind of wonder, and I think that's cool that he's that even if if that's in what this kind of ends up being, like it, it'll be on that sort of tier when when all is said and mm-hmm. done with his career. If it's okay, if like this falls in with with Kundun, I think that's okay. You know what? Sure. Like, yeah, let him do this kind of thing. He's, he's wanted to make it forever. There's no excuse to say no to Martin Scorsese with anything he wants to do, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. So I, I think yeah, I, I'm excited to see it and just kind of take it in and appreciate it for what it is. But but then yeah, there's, there'll probably be like twenty percent of me like okay, let's go get the next like let's see that uh, De Niro yeah. Pacino movie that they're they're kind of rumored to be talking about <laughs> with with him doing that's, yeah. that's again going to be Mob or something like that. Agreed. A couple other things here on the note of uh, of silence, I did want to ask you this one question because it, for whatever yeah. reason it popped up in my mind. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac. Doesn't matter what the role is, you can only cast one of those three. Who would you mm-hmm. who would you pick, okay. Craig Moorhead? Man, that's a good question. Yeah. Nothing against Mr. Garfield. I'm sure he's a super nice person and uh, and he's got some chops, but I, I feel like he would be low on the list. He'd probably be number three. Okay. You don't have to rank him, but that's fine. So you're saying he's the last. Okay. I'll let him know. He's dead last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's probably unwise. <laughs> well, and you have not seen Hacksaw Ridge, right? No. Neither have I. Yeah. When like it feels like, well, this is his moment. Like this will be between that and silence. Maybe. It's hard to answer that question as far as he is concerned, but go ahead. The most interesting of those actors to me is Adam Driver. Can you explain why? Because I do. Yes. I feel, I feel somewhat the same. I don't. I, I think I would go 
I don't know. I'm torn between the other two, actually. But um, yeah. clearly, there is something about Adam Driver. No, I, I that mean that, that's really the truth. And, I mean, and, and it's it's talent, obviously. But then there's like that. Yeah, there is that something else that I think is kind of hard right. to pinpoint with that guy. Because yeah, because they're all great, and and, and I really love uh, Oscar Isaac. Like he's been in more of my favorite movies recently than anyone. Just mainly for just because he was in so many movies. But mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, with Adam Driver, honestly, I, you know, I, I first saw him on Girls, and he he just. Honestly, he just has this kind of energy where I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know which way he's going to go. He has, he is certainly and, and and definitely in that show he has such a odd rhythm to him. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard he was cast in Star Wars, I was kind of like, well, that's that's pretty bizarre. And then he killed me as Kylo Ren. Like I thought he was fantastic. I mean, and and, he, and perfectly cast. Yeah, and it felt very trendy that he was cast in that role mm-hmm. when you first read it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then he delivered. Yeah. So so that's really why. And then, and then you know, and I've seen him in, and he was in a, a, a Midnight Special, mm-hmm. where again, very good. He just he just fits right in perfectly. I don't think that's the his best character, like his most interesting role in Midnight Special. But still, like he's when he's there, I don't know. He's on. He's very uh, charismatic. He's certainly handsome. Well, I would I would like yeah. to say actually we'll connect this a little bit and then we'll, we'll keep moving on. But I, I did rewatch Inside Lewin Davis recently and really really appreciated Oscar Isaac's performance in that movie. Yeah, but also the tiny bit that Adam Driver is in, I think it's hilarious. I mean, I would actually like to see him yeah. do a little more outright comedy. I think would be pretty interesting. Yeah. I'll make the case for for Andrew Garfield. I, I feel like there is a, a world where he could end up becoming not unlike Leonardo DiCaprio. And I mean, look, he's already kind of halfway there if he's being in Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. And I say that because he feels, A, so young to me still. Like, he just looks young. Yeah. And I've really only seen him in the social network. I haven't even seen the Spider-Man things. Me neither. But I get the sense, like, even just watching these trailers and for Hacksaw Ridge and for this... Like, I just look at him, I feel like, ah, oh, man, like, he wants this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, yeah. I feel like I can kind of see. Like, he really just really, really, really wants to be good, you know? Yeah. And, and at that level. And I think, like, DiCaprio was, like, the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt like after Titanic, well, even before Titanic, it was just, okay, like, this kid is, like, he just really, really wants to be a serious actor. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, like, like those are the three guys kind of like it feels like right now like those are three guys that you know you could put Michael Shannon maybe in there but he feels a little bit older um, or just skews a little differently sure but um, I think you know we're going to see a lot of those three guys in the next five years so um, yeah make your place your bets now yeah exactly Uh, I I would throw in too I just didn't even realize really how few movies Andrew Garfield has been in because yeah I saw I saw Social Network, didn't see the Spider-Man movies, and I didn't see 99 Homes. I really and that's pretty much that all too. he's done between Social Network and Hacksaw Ridge. Clearly, uh, maybe what I was basing everything on was just uh, you know old cobwebby memories of a uh, movie six years ago. And I liked him in that movie, yeah. Oh, I, mean, I did I too. He was really strong in yeah. that movie, yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see. Absolutely. 
Last few things that I have, and, and we'll just talk about them briefly, but I think, again, these are things that we'll, we'll link to on our site. There's a Wes Anderson-directed commercial for H&M Clothing yeah. <laughs> that just came out, and uh, it's pretty great. It's it's like five minutes long. It's, you know, it is it is Wes Anderson through and through. Yes. It seems like maybe a bit of a spiritual brother to um, the Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. He did another short film that actually kind of came and went that maybe got missed I think it was before Darjeeling or maybe right after but it had Schwartzman sort of in that as that character and also Natalie Portman was kind of about them in Paris and was really contained and maybe about 10-15 minutes Uh, that's well worth a look too you know and I I like that he's doing these little things I mean even that American Express commercial that they did with with him a while back was fantastic you know Um, if he's gonna do advertisements at least they're uh you know, he's not phoning them in. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for this kind of thing, it's great. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with, like, if H&M wants to play, pay cool directors to do five-minute little short films, that's fine by me. I don't – somebody yeah. wants to say it's like a selling out or something and whatever. But um, no, it's pretty cool. I didn't realize he's making a, another stop-motion animation movie right now. Did oh. you know that? I did not know that. What is he doing? I don't know. I know nothing else about it other than that's what it is. And uh, that's kind of all I need to, to show up. But um, – yeah. The other thing I think I wanted to link to was uh, Cinefix did this um, pretty great trailer where they cut a version of The Witch as if it were directed by Wes Anderson. Yeah. And they use all actual footage from the movie. And, like, it worked perfectly for me. Like, that, it totally looks like a Wes Anderson comedy. Yeah, I got to say, I was, I was wary when you sent that to me because I was like, I feel like a lot of people have done this. Yeah, Cause I, and I thought, that's a stretch, like right? Like, yeah. how are they going to pull that off? But even the stuff with with playing peekaboo with the baby, like yeah, <laughs> that was it was perfect. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it's kind of instructive too to to watch it and see the similarities clearly that are there between these two movies. That there's not, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of similarity if you just watch a Wes Anderson. You know, <laughs> if you take Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> yeah. and you take that and watch it. But I mean, yeah, I mean the the rhythms and just just the the, the way he frames stuff. Uh, which I think mm-hmm. still, I think both of them do kind of owe a debt to Stanley Kubrick to an extent. Uh, yeah. Just because, I mean, West obviously loves stuff to be very symmetrical, symmetrical uh, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. And and I think uh, Robert Eggers uh, clearly likes that too. I mean, I mean, yeah, you, I, you should definitely watch this this recut trailer because it fits perfectly. I also think I don't I don't feel like there's any spoilers. Of no. the witch in there, so no. I don't. I, I think even if you haven't seen the witch, you're safe to watch this one. Absolutely, it's better if you have because the witch is really good. So you just go go watch that movie, listen to our episode, and mm-hmm. uh, then then you just knock it all out. Well, speaking of knocking things out, we should probably talk box office, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm a little intimidated though. This time, I'm feeling a little small. The only thing I can predict safely is that I will not do better than I did last time. <laughs> all right, all right, and probably not as well. I like let's, that. Let's, let's let's be honest. We're looking at the December 9th weekend. Looks like Office Christmas Party is the big release. You know, it's got all your comedy faves from yesteryear and today. This is interesting for me because this is one of the few movies that I, I had meetings on this movie. Oh. Well, a meeting yeah. with the directors and one of the producers and then some emails exchanged and really super, super duper nice, cool guys. Mm-hmm. 
I still think about that like that I, I would I, that's my regret with that I, I could never kind of wrap my head around the idea of how this isn't like the show The Office at the t- this was like 2011 sure. too by the way this was a while ago yeah to show you how long it takes for these things to come out and they were talking to Bateman they've worked with him before uh, these are the same guys that did Blades of Glory which I, I think that's a super funny movie mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. they did The Switch and I think they were throwing around like uh, Ed Helms and Will Ferrell at the time so the cast has changed a little bit but you got T.J. Miller and Olivia Munn's in there Kate McKinnon there's a lot of super uh, Oliver Cooper from Red Oaks is in there he's got a role mm-hmm. and I think it could be really funny and I think it's been a while since there's been a big comedy out. Like, it just feels that way, right? Like, there's not much... Well, to an extent, yeah. I mean... Uh, but I think this what this boils down to is our top five is probably going to have a lot of stuff from pre-Thanksgiving. From previous weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll let you go first, okay, yeah. Mr. Master of the Box Office. The, the big question is, can Moana hold on for three weeks in a row? I'm going to say yes, that it will. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and slot. I'm gonna slot Office Christmas Party in right there at number two. I think it's. Uh, I think it's gonna do okay, and I mm-hmm. think three will be Fantastic Beast still hanging okay. on in there because again, not a ton out. Everybody's right. waiting on Star Wars. They're already buying their tickets to Star Wars. I think sure. four will be. Oh, I think Arrival. Ah, crap. Yeah, it's getting okay, tough I'll now. Okay, I'll stick four arrival. Let's go five. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say incarnate, <laughs> but do you know anything about this movie? No, I mean it's a Bloomhouse horror movie, which okay, means the, it'll be good for a weekend. S- yeah, I don't know if it'll go two. I'm going to say. Well, that. I, I'm going to slot it in at number five. So I've got okay. uh, again Moana, Office Christmas, Fantastic Beast, Arrival, Incarnate. And that okay. is guaranteed to be wrong, so I will relinquish my belt this week. It, it, it's really hard because yeah, everything feels like it's going to be so stale by then. Like people are going to be dying for new stuff. I'm looking at ten through fifteen movies that you know mm-hmm. weekends of this is after the Thanksgiving week. I mean, the, one of these movies may creep up in the top ten at some point. But you've got The Edge of Seventeen, right. Loving, Rules Don't Apply, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight, all which terrifically reviewed movies small releases anyway it looks like there's a lot of good stuff in there be curious to see if one of them yeah. climbs up I don't see them climbing up top five though Craig so it's, it's again it's making it a little little more about Gosh. where you position these holdovers yep. why couldn't we be doing February 16th you know what I mean <laughs> February 16th I mean fr- Friday Friday why can't we do, be doing Friday the 16th yeah okay okay I got to pull it together. I got a job to do here. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I feel like I feel like you're right. I feel like Moana and Office Christmas Party. I think that's exactly the right order. Okay, good. That that's going to be. There's. Uh, I don't think there's any way around that. Well, Fantastic Beast. Like I kind of want to say that Doctor Strange, which I saw this weekend. I kind of want to see say that Doctor Strange is going to be in there, but it's already falling. Like. It's been out a while. I did see a headline like, the, like, the other day that made me laugh that said that uh, Fantastic Beast was the Phantom Menace of the Harry Potter franchise, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope that's not true. I want to see it, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just made me laugh. I, you know, poor Phantom Menace. Yeah, I haven't read any re- reviews for it or anything. Um, 
So what I'm going to say, unwisely, <laughs> because that's trolls. That's just how I do things. So office Christmas party, and then and then see that's where incarnate's going to come in. That might okay. be smart. That might be smart. Number three, incarnate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, Fantastic Beast probably because kids like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and you got to have stuff to take your kids to. But I don't, I don't think Arrival's going to be there. You know what I think is going to be there, Sean? And number five? What's that? What it has to be, and there's no question about this, <laughs> is going to be a movie called Man Down. Because I just, uh, clearly I want to throw away any chance I have of winning. I like that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're a man down in the game. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I watched it's, a trailer it's... for Man Down, and honestly it looked really good. To me. Well, good. I've never heard of that, so I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, definitely go check it out. So you won me over. Great. See? One by one. (laughs) I just have to do a lot more of that before. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. We should just start doing it where you just put the movies that you want to be the top. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'm always wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's... Yeah, we would would both be wrong. In a just world, these are the movies. You know what? I really want to see La La Land. And, I, and that's I kind of unusual yeah. for me, but I really like those trailers, and I'm hoping that it's as interesting as those trailers are. I hope so, too. It sounds like it is. It sounds yeah. like it's a winner. I and I so. loved Whiplash, so that was great. I haven't seen that yet, yeah. you, you got to see it. Mm-hmm. Streaming. For sure. You can come find out how we did on these predictions by visiting us on Facebook. Uh, if you need links to all our social stuff, go to neverheardpodcast.com. You can listen to the episodes there while you're there. Check them out. You can make a suggestion. That'd be great. We'll be back next time with our full episode. We are talking about the, I think it's 2013, but don't quote me on that, Ben Wheatley movie, A Field in England. Mm-hmm. Really interesting, weird, black and white, freaky thing if you're into that kind of stuff. I think that we watched that on Amazon Prime, right? That's where I watched it, yeah. Yeah, go check that out before that episode drops because I think that'll help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you can help us because we, there was stuff that we didn't understand too. That's true. Yeah, come check that out next time. And as always, uh, um, come say hello. Have a never heard of it uh, evening. All right, bye. Bye. bye.